Greetings, friends! Welcome back to a very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. Today, a very special episode, I will be joined by our dear friend, writer-director Josh Lobo, uh, as we went to the theater and were blown away by the new horror movie, Barbarian. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, this episode will be chock full of spoilers. All the spoilers. Also, if you haven't seen it yet, get your ass out to the theater, man. You'll thank us later. It is a hell of a good time. Make sure you find a theater with a big crowd. That will increase your uh, your experience. And coming from me, who despises a large theater, you know that that's the truth. Uh, guys, before we get started today, a little business. Please take a second, leave a rating and review wherever you find the show. Please join us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Podcast. We have an exclusive library over there. You get a vote on the movies you want to hear, commentaries, miniseries, all kinds of great stuff over there. We greatly appreciate the support. So if you guys are supporting us, thank you. If you're about to, thank you as well. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube. That's Film Alchemist. If you want to see these faces, uh, you can also email the show filmalchemistpod at gmail.com and find us on all the socials you're on, where we would greatly appreciate it if you'd invite your friends uh, and share the episodes and all that good stuff. All right, enough of that business. You guys are here for some barbarian madness. This movie has come out and uh, seemingly has lit all of us on fire, right? We are loving this movie. The reaction has been massive. I think this is going to be one of those cult classic movies. Um I know that gets bandied about a lot. I think this one truly will. And I think the word of mouth is going to bring hopefully more and more people into this theater. Uh, Zach Krieger delivered an absolute hilarious nightmare. Is that the proper way to say it? Um, it's so much fun and the, the fear is palpable. It's a great experience. So, guys, I will let you know up front again, spoilers for everything. We talk about every element of this movie and you absolutely do not want that spoiled before you see this. So if you haven't seen it. I would recommend waiting until you do and then come back and join us. Uh, Josh is one of our dear friends, man. We love Josh Lobo, writer, director of I Trapped the Devil. Uh, we haven't talked to him in a while, so you guys will hear in this episode, not only do we talk about Barbarian, but we talk about a lot of this year's horror movies, too. We talk a lot about our experiences going to see this and other movies. Uh, so we do have some, some uh, derivations from the source of Barbarian. But it was such a fun conversation, man. We love Josh. Uh, he so is so passionate about movies, man. Every time we talk, we just get all jazzed up, and it leads us to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, so we have a great conversation about Barbarian and a lot of this year's other horror movies. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Josh is an absolute A-plus human being, and we were stoked to have him back. Speaking of, Josh will also be joining us for our October Mega Marathon, which is looming large. We are putting in a ton of work to complete this year's marathon. You guys know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. Every day in October, a brand new horror movie for you to digest. We're gathering our guests up right now, filling out the list. So I hopefully, uh, within the next week or two, we'll have a complete list and schedule of all the movies coming out in October. Uh, where you will hear Josh. We're going to cover two franchises. We got a lot of great stuff coming in October. Again, if you want to make sure you get the new pod every single day of October, you got to go over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod is a couple of those are going to be our Patreon exclusives that our friends over there voted on to choose the two movies they wanted. One of them is a recommendation from a patron. That's going to be Communion with Christopher Walken. And we will be doing a feature-length commentary on 13 Ghosts. So, a lot of fun stuff to come, but for now, 
Enjoy our, our long, expansive conversation on Barbarian and a lot of this year's other fun horror movies. Thanks again to Josh Lobo, one of the greats. Go find I Trap the Devil. You will thank us later. Enjoy! Everybody, I actually want people to hear this. Uh, I'm not embarrassed at all about this, but like on my list of films that are my favorite of the year, like the first one is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I just like loved. I think. Okay, so I'm it's with so much you. fun. I fucking love that movie. I was it's actually, I I don't know what everyone is complaining about because I'm like, have you seen the other Texas Chainsaw sequels? And it's it was just exactly what I wanted. It was just a short fucking. And I was like, it's the only one with an actual chainsaw massacre in Texas. Yeah. I was like, it was just fucking great. I love that movie too. I'm with you. It's it's so brutal and it's yeah. it's beautiful. The cinematography is beautiful. Surprisingly. And it's just so, like, yeah. yeah, and like it it's got like weight. And, and uh I know one of the producers, and like the day it came out, he was like, I just don't think that like people understand that uh they just like don't understand that like we wanted you to hate these people so that you <laughs> cheer when leather when leatherface is like yeah is like tearing them apart yeah uh, which is like you know it's like yeah yeah dude like yeah. kill all those fuckers when he there's two moments one where he throws the hammer and throws the girl down to the floorboard oh fuck dude yeah that was wild when he gets and that then, bitch at the end <laughs> that like really <laughs> actually surprised me <laughs> well, like well, he, like, cuts, like, Sally or whatever. He, like, cuts her in half, and then she, like, continues to shoot the gun. And you're just like, what is going on? Yeah, But it's, it's so brutal and so but much fun. That's a good point, though, because I, I think part of what is happening in the horror community is we're just finding things to be upset about. Because like, we are in such a golden age of horror movies. Yeah. Like, even Shudder, like, in the last, like, three months, right? And I think Shudder originals are usually about 50-50, right? Like, a couple of them are really bad. A couple of them are really good. Their last, like, six have been unbelievable. And you're just Shutter. like, we, we have so much fucking good horror movies now that I think it's just, like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, you know, it's like when, um you know, punk rock became pop punk and everyone fucking hated on it. It's yeah. like, maybe it's like now it's so cool that, like, we're looking for something. To, but I'm like, I feel like almost every week I find an amazing new horror movie to watch. I don't watch a lot of Shudder, which is, actually, I, I don't actually have Shudder. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah yeah um, i know what you're getting for christmas <laughs> I, know, I, know, I just i had it for a long time and then i just never honestly i just never dive into like yeah. the streaming sites yeah. like i can like it's funny we talk about texas chainsaw massacre uh because it's the only it, that and prey are the only times where i've like gone to uh netflix or hulu the day something came out and was like i have to watch this now yeah um but normally I'll just be like, oh, God, I have to see Don't Look Up. And then I just will forget about it and never watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just, and it's funny. It's like most of the Netflix original movies I've seen, I've seen because I bought the criterions of them. Like, <laughs> You're buying like Roma? I need a yeah, Roma yeah. disc. <laughs> you know well, I, bought, like, I bought like The Irishman and then I like watched yeah. it for the first time on Blu-ray. It was like, God, just like, you know, just like the Lord intended, like not on fucking Netflix. <laughs> Well, speaking of what the Lord intended, man, I know you must have been stoked that Barbarian had a theatrical release. 
Yeah. This is like yes. this is one of me and you's like friendship arguments, right? The, yeah. Because yeah. I'm all like, I I go to the movies all the time, right? I go to the movies a lot. But also, if I can just wake up and watch a movie in my boxers with coffee, that's also equally awesome. You, Give the people freedom. That's what I'm. You talk about. shit on the theater so much, which is hilarious because I see you. I see you. You fucking log things on Letterbox that are I'm only always out at in the theater, theater like a week. Yeah. So right. it's like you, I I pretty much only watch like genuinely like yeah. most of my free time is spent not watching movies. I yeah. as someone who loves movies. So I go, I go to the movies. For me, it's like church. I go to the yeah. movies. I sit down. I leave my I leave fucking Instagram and Twitter alone and like my emails. Yeah. And then I just that click is in. the big big advantage. I will give you that. I do a lot of like uh, my walking. I get my exercises in while I watch. Sometimes right, I'm cooking and shit. Yeah. So like it's not always ideal. But if a movie's good enough, you put all your shit down and watch. I but see, this is the thing. I've got to this point where it's. Other theater goers are just so fucking obnoxious. So, like, even Barbarian, right? Yeah. I had this row of just, like, fucking stoned teenagers behind me. And this is a horror movie thing. It's always such a younger audience who's just there to, like, get hand jobs and shit. They don't care yeah, what's on always. Screen. It's always. And I was that guy, dude. I get it. But they were so stoned. And just watching them just actively hate this movie as it was unfurling <laughs> just made me really sad. Because I was like, guys, this is, like, a fucking blast of a movie. But this girl See, just kept being like, what's going on? Facts. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why are you talking in the middle of the movie? You know what I mean? Just on their phones. Like, they're so baffled by what they're seeing. Um, but, yeah, man. So, it, I love the theater. I hate other theater goers for the most part. Totally. And the thing is, it really is. It really it really is, like, horror movies in general. Because, yeah. like, I'll see shit all the time. I Like, I saw Bullet Train in a packed theater. And nobody spoke the entire movie. Because yeah. it's like... You know, it's it is it's, yeah. it's a younger thing. I had a, a, a really like I had like a big moment of anxiety earlier this year. Like I saw Black Phone, yeah, and like people that movie like connected. Uh, yeah. It really did, and uh, it was like a week after it came out. We went to the theater, and the theater had sold out, mm -hmm. and and so the theater is like wall to wall teenagers, and it, it's like that fucking scene in Gremlins where they're all vibrating and like watching Snow White, <laughs> <laughs> and like me. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend and her little brother, who I've like trained to be like a cinema connoisseur. He's seventeen. He's like right. seventeen, and he's seen like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. He get he'll like get excited. He like will get he's excited to go. He's not there for the hand job. He's there for the work, the craft. <laughs> he like likes the Criterion Collection announcements yeah. every month. So like, he, yeah. so we're all we're all sitting in this row, and just like all like the pit of my stomach is just ruined. Cause I'm like, this movie is going to be a horrible experience. And like the second the movie started, not one, there was not one peak yeah. from any of them, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. But with this, with barbarian, like, I feel like this is maybe not stone teenagers, but like, like my experience was there was a bunch, there was a bunch of people in the theater and everyone was freaking out laughing the whole time. I mean, I was freaking out laughing so much. Time, so. I will say I was jealous because I was like, what a wasted high on those kids. Because I was like, I'm always so high. I was like, the fact that I saw Barbarian for the first time not stoned <laughs> made me actually mad when I left. But um, yeah, I will say this. So I, you had told me you loved it, right? It was on my list because yeah. everyone on Twitter is like, this movie's the fucking best. Go see it. Don't look anything up. I legitimately never even saw a trailer. Really? I had no fucking idea what was happening. I knew it was something to do with an Airbnb, right? Yeah. Um, and I read a lot of scripts and shit, and, like, there's something in the water. A lot of people are booing, doing, like, the overbooked Airbnbs. 
So in my mind, I'm like, all right, I think I have like a notion of what this film will be. And it, it was for like a brief window. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about right off the bat, um, cause one of the thing, cause it, this is the thing. I love this movie so much that by the end I wanted even more from it. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is a critique, but I felt like they left some shit on the table. Right. As it were. What did you make of the movie resetting three times to different timelines and characters? I, and so like, yeah, you're warning people at the top that we're just going right in. We're just I will, I will do it. a full spoiler okay. alert before we start. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're not even, we're not even jump. We're just jumping right in. We're fucking uh, No, I, lo- I loved it. <laughs> I, I think what I, I liked about it so much was that just like every 10 minutes, I, I like wasn't sure of the movie that I was mm-hmm. watching. And I think, um, you know, I think there's like the critical part of me that could be like, ah, you know, that's messy. It's 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 disjointed. There's a lot, but like the execution of it for me, anyways, so was good. so was so good mm-hmm. that like all of these every time the movie shifted, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's just keep going. And I just yeah. I just found it like. I was never like confused or like, no. why are we doing this? I just, I just kept wanting to see the story evolve <laughs> and, and I wanted to see where it goes because it's just like, it, it just kept getting weirder and weirder. And, and what I think about that for me, for me, this was the opposite of, of men earlier this year mm-hmm. where like men, I just felt like devolved into like craziness that had no real rhyme or reason, but it was like, that movie was like, we tried desperately on an episode to sort through what we thought about it. I still don't know if I've ever settled on it. It's just like a really joyless experience, uh, which like is not my, not like as a fan, as like a huge fan of Alex Garland. Like I'm not like, you know, it's it's just, it just wasn't fun. It was, it was pretentious and whatever. And I I normally like, (laughs) I normally like pretentious movies. I, 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 just... I got to say, I fucking loved men. I love real yeah. weird head scratchers. Like, that's like a real sweet spot for me. So it kind of hit right where I liked. That's um, for me what this was. Because it this yeah. evolved the same way men does. So the end yeah. is just like complete batshit insanity. But it's yeah. so fun and it's so yeah. like joyous yeah. that by the end, I'm just like, you know, I'm screaming. I'm right. like, throw throw her off of the water tower. Like. <laughs> well, this isn't like men, right? Where it's it's obscuring what it's doing. This is kind of like a super version of Castle Freak, I think. Right? Yeah. Where it's just this amazing premise and like, we're just going to have fun with it. I think the weird thing that hit me, right? And I don't know if other audience members will think this, right? But I was watching and I was so fucking in tune with like the first 15 minutes of that movie. I mean, it is just brilliant work right the tension is high the dread is high you're like don't go in that fucking house with that guy you know and probably everyone's savvy enough like they're not gonna put pennywise bill skarsgård in the movie and have him be the villain right away but still you're like maybe you you feel unsure and unsafe at every moment of the film right and so i was loving that and when she wakes up in the night and it's going great even when she, she wakes up the next day in sunlight i was like what the fuck I was like, no, yeah. stay in there. I just wanted them to stay in that house and do what they were doing at the start. Yeah. And then they come back and it, it, you know, somewhat reboots. And then we get the basement and it's it's back on track, right? But I even thought leaving that day to go talk to the filmmaker, I was like, why are we leaving? Stay here. Um, and then it really was a double whammy, right? So I, I fucking loved when she gets in the basement. That fucking sequence is just amazing, right? We see this dirty fuck room and you go down into this 
this in- infinite basement with like these dog kids. You're like, what the fuck? And then the you know the monstrosity woman runs out of the thing and it it cuts to black and I was like, holy shit! I was like, now we're just doing the descent for like an hour. Yeah. And I think this is the tyranny of not knowing what I was expecting, right? Like I walked in with no information except for night vision footage of people being scared. Yeah. So when she cracks his fucking head open, I expected like a truly terrifying run for an hour, right? That was going to like have me scratching my seats. Yeah. Instead, we reload and just get this excellent fucking comedy, right? Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it for me as I've stepped away is just processing the, the different tones and jumps of the movie. But that didn't bother you at all as you were watching it. No, and purely because I think it's it's so much fun. Like the the movie it, is so it much definitely fun. is yeah fun, and, and I I think that... I took my mom and she was like I really liked it and I was like what yeah, yeah. I was fucking stunned my mom loved it. <laughs> it's it's so weird you know we were talking earlier about how like about Nope and how mm-hmm. that movie it seems like that movie didn't connect for people at all uh, yeah. which I love Nope I think it's crazy but like people didn't I I've seen. I, I, everyone I know is going rabid about this movie again. Like I took, um, we had to art, my theater didn't get it oddly. And so I had to drive for two hours to go see it. And, yeah. uh, I took, um, my girlfriend and her, and her little brother. And, um, he just messaged me yesterday on Thursday and he messaged me yesterday to say that he had driven up there by himself again to go watch it again. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, dude. I love that. I think the last yeah. time I've done that, I think I did it twice ever, and these are weird movies, but when I saw The Ring in college, I saw it at, like, the 7 o'clock show, and I watched Gore Verbinski's remake of The Ring, right? And I was like, holy fuck, this is the best horror movie I've ever seen. And I drove two hours to where my girlfriend went to college and made her go to the midnight with me and spent the whole movie just watching her watch the movie. Like, you got to know how great this is. And then, weirdly, I did the same thing when I saw Frozen. (laughs) I took my mom to see Frozen. I'm like weeping in the theater. I don't know what was going on in my life. But the next morning I woke my wife up and I'm like, we got to go to the first show at the fucking El Capitan on Hollywood and like sing along with Frozen. I don't know. That's the only two times I've ever done it. Uh, weird, weird. But I love when people do that, man. I love that. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a really fun ride. And I think, yeah. um, I, I think like, like you said, that first act, is such like a successful horror movie and it oh, gives you God, exactly yeah. what you want. It's terrifying. It, mm-hmm. it, it mines every piece of tension, you know, your, uh, you know, the red flags are doing it. And it, I think it really does everything that you could do with that hook. And it, 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 you know, it does that. And then the movie's intelligent enough and, and the writing is intelligent enough to know that, okay, cool. You did that. Now it's going to start to get stale. So let's yeah. shift gears and give you something else, which still like by the end of Justin Long's, you know, when Justin Long is back in the hole, like it's still scary. But, you know, I don't know if you noticed, you know, they're shooting on a lot wider lenses like the the, the terror moments are, are are done in like a kookier way. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's feeding you sort of the same, you know, the same shtick as the first act. But like in a much more like stylized, much more kind of zany, zany way, yeah. which is like preparing you for that third act, which is just like, yeah. you know. I don't even want to say it started to feel like a parody of what I was expecting because that sounds insulting. Right. But it did feel I could feel them playing around with my expectations. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of that old theory of, you know, storytelling. Right. It's like don't let them out of the pressure cooker. Right. Constantly build till the end and then release. Right. And this movie just eschews that. 
And it yeah. kind of felt like they had like this brilliant short film. And like, how do we fucking get this thing longer? And I, I would say that, again, that's not a critique, right? I think this the writing is so good, it doesn't feel like it was just sloppily put together to get to, you know, feature length. But yeah. it, it did, it, it kind of reset my brain, right? And it took me a couple days to process it. But then again, like you said, Justin Long is just a fucking lightning bolt in the middle of the movie. And it was yeah. just so fun. Everyone in the theater was loving that bit, right? Yes. Because people yes. were a little unsure, it felt like. And then Justin Long came in. And by the time he's doing the fucking tape measure square foot thing, like oh. in the murder rooms, people were fucking losing their shit in the Dude, theater. I was fucking I was, dying laughing. <laughs> I, I was going to develop an ulcer. Like, I, I was laughing so hard. And everyone around me, and it just like really, it's just like one of those like horror stories in a in a theater, like you say, where I was just like I was full belly cackling, and but everyone you were else fucking was fucking Kate too. fearing <laughs> De Niro and, and Kate it, fearing. <laughs> it it feels so unfair for uh, Ge Georgina Campbell, I think that's her name. Don't quote me on that. Um, the the lead actress. Mm -hmm. Because she's she's phenomenal in the movie. She's so good, and she's so good at like playing everything very straight. But like. You know, she she is playing the horror character, and she's really like, I mean, she really amps up the tension. She's a very intelligently written character. But like the second Justin Long comes in there, just the things that he does, like that moment just stands. That that entire sequence just stands out so clearly to me because it is it is like, I I keep um, you know, he's like he's like everyone's like problematic fave. You know, yeah. like he's such like a shitty, despicable character. And I've seen people, yeah. you know, tweet about how, you know, like I hate this fucking guy, but like, yeah. I literally did not want to stop watching him. I thought it was mm -hmm. so entertaining. And I don't know what that says about me, but it like, you know, the second yeah. he starts measuring, like tape measuring Dude, that for square footage. Amazing. To no, but the... they, they make you hate him so much. Right. And then when he's in the bar with Zach Krieger, right. The director that plays his buddy. Oh, God. And they're sitting there chatting, right? And he's like, you know, well, she said no at first, but and you're like, oh, okay. But this is something I used to be a writer for Thousand Ways to Die. I'm sure our listeners have heard that multiple times. But that was kind of one of the like only rules of the show, right? Is that you can only kill unlikable characters. So like no one wants to watch A Thousand Ways to Die where the nice mom makes her kids food, sews up their soccer uniform so they can go out and have a game, right? She's carrying a baby and then a fire hydrant blows up and lands on her head and she dies. People will feel bad and turn that off. So it got to the point where by like the sixth season, they're like, yeah, you can't kill any more frat guys. You know what I mean? Like you got to be more creative and like despicable characters. So I think in a horror movie, seeing a guy who's as shitty as Justin Long and clearly like a rapist and whatever. Yeah. I think part of the fun of that is he gets to act even worse. And you're like, well, that's fine. Cause I know you're going to get it on the back end, but he's so, so that, that's not off putting. Yeah. I mean, he still is right. But that's like his fucking snake oil salesman thing. Yeah. Right where you can see him like pawning off the allegations and then you're like, Oh, we know, but he might still get away with it. Cause he's this charming yeah. fucking, you know, swindler. But yeah, the, the, the thing is like, cause I mean, that character is, you know, despicable. Uh, but like everything he does is so funny that yeah. like, for me, I had, I had a hard time hating him because I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, because Justin Long is such a good actor, yeah. you know? And, and which I, I think it, it's a testament to him as he's a performer. He's fucking that, incredible, man. Like, yeah. everything he's in, he's A+. Plus. And that he'd take material like this, I think it would be off-putting. I mean, his character, you know, doesn't exactly have, like, a, a lot of redemption here. Yeah. And, you know, sort of... It's like the full-way Tusk, yeah, because yeah, it's a similar journey in that yeah, movie. Yeah. But this one, he's, like, not just, like, a douche-cheating podcast. This one, he's, like, a full-on, like, fucking criminal. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think that's like the nice thing about casting someone like Justin Long is he has this like deep reservoir of love from all of us. Yeah. It's like, all right, we can wade into these, you know, murkier waters. Um, Which is, yeah, dude, he was fucking great, man. It, yeah, there, there's just there's just so much, and it's it's so interesting. Uh, I, I I think a lot about it. Um, I think a lot about sort of like how unlikable people can be, and and how uh, how immediate because like I mean, you know, I just see people talking about Justin Long, how unlikable characters can be, and, and uh, still like come out as people's like favorite characters, which is kind yeah. of a fucked up thing. But like, like I said, I mean, like the prob- problematic fave, it's like on, on, you know, on social media, I just, all day I see fucking memes about Homelander from, you know, yeah. the boys. Walter White, <laughs> Soprano, right? There's like a yeah. million of these, these terrible fucking anti-heroes or whatever. But people just love them. People just yeah. love them, which I don't know what it says about, you know, that says Because about characters who behave really badly generate yeah. really interesting conflicts right yeah like you don't want to be around those fucking people in real life but if you can watch them through the safety of a screen and a narrative yeah. then you can fucking have more fun with it and usually they end up getting theirs right so that's kind of the like the day that eventually homelander gets his fucking head twisted off the audience is gonna love that fucking moment too because you've seen yeah. it be this fucking monster um so justin long goes down he's measuring his square footage right he's he's fucking returned to detroit um and he falls into the trap right <laughs> I fucking because see this is the thing I thought again they were resetting me for this descent style horror movie when he's down in the fucking dungeon and he gets put in the pit and they do this fucking just hideous like this fucking nightmare baby bottle scene. Dude, no, it's so fucking you know bizarre. The, you know the movie is on like it, yeah, and it's just like everyone around you is just like, what the fuck? The second yeah. she just because before you see the bottle, he just looks at her and she's like. She wants you to be her baby. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And then the <laughs> bottle comes down. Yeah. And it, it just. It, and then it, she it, sucks it, on insanity. it, dude. That's why I'm I, I'm worried those like poor teenagers were are never going to recover from seeing this movie because they were so stoned. I don't know what that's going to do when it seeps in. But uh, that that was just fucking awesome, dude. Cause they had that weird like lactation video going. Right. And then the this fucking monstrosity woman, right, who has, like, superhuman powers and is this fucking gnarled monster just wants to be this mommy. When she fucking drags Justin Long back in the room and is just cramming her tit in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, that insane. was – it was just fucking amazing. That is so fucking unhinged and fun to watch. And, again, I don't know what that says about me. I, that's kind of how you were saying it. I was like, I don't know why, but I was just sitting there with this big fucking smile on my face. I mean, God, genuinely, I <laughs> genuinely, it, it it is the most insane movie I've seen in a theater. I mean, I, I know I, people people keep saying *Malignant*. Uh, I, I think *Malignant*. I think this is I way want, more strange than Mal- *Malignant*'s a pretty straight shooter, right? Except for the reveal. Yeah. Like, other than that, it's a pretty straight down the line murder mystery. Yeah, and then you know the ending of *Malignant* is crazy, and I love. I think I, I think that movie. I love it. I, I think it's a great movie. But like, it's not like weird. I, I think it's it's wild. Like the killing mm. scene is wild. That that's crazy. This one is weird. And so I know I know a producer on this movie. And um, when the trailer came out, I just saw that his name was on the poster. And so I kind of gave him a call, and we we talked about it. Uh, and you know, I was just like, so what is this about? And he's like, I, I'm not going to tell you. Like, you just, go <laughs> you just go watch the movie. Yeah. And he was just telling me, he's like, yeah, it's really crazy. He's like, it's really strange. 
and um he he had just talked a lot about how uh disney loved it and that that's it was, the strangest part to yeah me, man. like the fact that this is in the disney family of films is fucking bizarre <laughs> these are weird times we're living in <laughs> well disney can hide behind disney now yeah. can hide behind the fox logo which yeah. is great you know what i mean and they can put stuff out like this but well, I do that's, genuinely... it's a good thing to see that they're still taking shots at shit like this right because that was the fear is that once they bought everyone in town, we would never get a movie like this ever again. So that is a think, refreshing thing to see. Yeah, I kind of think that that was sort of the way that it was going to go, too. But, I mean, there's, they're taking a chance on stuff. And, you know, there's Searchlight's still cranking out things. Um, but, like, I, I, I think that they are smart enough to see when something is, like, this crowd-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is really wild. And it's and, and because it's wild in a fun way, like with a crowd was like the best experience ever. I mean, Twitter is just I, exploding with this. Yeah. Like, I, me and you, while we differ on theatrical value, I would say this is a movie I would absolutely like. People are like, you have to see Top Gun Maverick in IMAX, and I saw it and I was like, nah, that did nothing for me. Right? Oh, I love this Top one. Gun, yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was just like a, the same fucking thing again. They just said, Ma- I, you know, Maverick doesn't have to learn a lesson. I was like, it's fun. I get it fucking spaceships and whatever running around in the snow is fun like fine uh this one is like (laughs) this one is the one movie i've seen all year where i'm like this one absolutely you should see in the crowd most crowded theater you can see yeah this is this is probably like the one movie i've seen in like years i would say that about and i think it's that that see malignant i watched on hbo was fine man me and a couple buddies watched watched it it was fine i watched malignant in a theater and and with (laughs) like quite a few people and that was still in the Warner or the HBO was still yeah. like just putting everything day and date. And like, uh, it was a lot of teenagers. And when that movie starts like kicking in, dude, those teenagers just had no fucking idea what was going on. And it was- <laughs> I mean, none of us did, but I'm well, saying like, 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 like there, there are weird movies too, that you're like, you should see, like I saw lamb in theaters and you're like, that is by far the strangest movie I've seen in years. Like that is truly yeah. the strangest fucking film of my year. Right? Like, by a lot. Again, I took my mom and her husband to it, and that was fucking like, I'm so sorry. Like, this, I should have known this would not be your fucking jam, <laughs> right? Just afterwards having drinks, debating on if that sheep was having an orgasm. I'm like, this is just not how I thought the night was going to go. Can but I that make movie a quick was aside? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a quick one. So I, I, I went to Paris uh, last year, and uh, on, on the way back, like, I was just, I had a, was catching up on stuff. And so, like, I had a triple feature of, like, did Lamb. you watch that shit on a plane? I I did on an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh so watched, my! Yeah, so I I watched Lamb, Okja, and uh, the War with Grandpa for some Hell reason. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> the other two, you're like, those are pretty sensible. You don't want someone looking over me like, is that guy fucking a sheep? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I have a I have like a stack of Criterion movies that I've probably pinned like three hundred dollars for that I have not even opened. Yeah. But like as like a bit, I put War with Grandpa on, and then just like watched the whole movie, and then like yeah. logged on Letterbox. Like, yeah, this jokes is on you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I did but that yeah, once. Uh, we were on our way to Hawaii, and I fucking watched the second Three Hundred movie because I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking scared as shit when I fly, and my wife was pregnant, so she's like, you can't do your normal. Normally, I take three or four Tylenol PM, and I'm like a fucking corpse. You know, because yeah, anytime yeah. I hit a bump or if anyone opens the window, I'm like having a for real panic attack. But she's like, you can't do that. I'm pregnant. What if we got a bus to move? I'm like, I can't fucking fly. I don't know what I can do. So anyways, I couldn't do it. So I was like, I need something as mind numbing as possible. I watched the second 300 movie 
and Ava Green sashaying around with her tits out, like fucking this guy. And yeah. I looked back, and this lady was so hardcore judging me. <laughs> but yeah, Lamb is weird, but did not benefit from having more people in the theater because it's not necessarily yeah. fun weird. This is no. fun weird. Yeah. And so I, I think this is the exact kind of movie, right? Like you mentioned Bullet Train and all that other shit. I can watch that at home mostly, right? Totally. For me, I the like reason to really go to the theater, I, I go anyways because it's just ingrained in my behavior. But I like the ones where the crowd is so unset. Like when I saw Hereditary in theaters, right? Yeah. And people were like freaking the fuck out. They couldn't follow what they were putting down. And there's just this uncomfortable energy in the theater. And I was like, that's what I want from a movie I see theatrically, right? And I think this one is just such a fucking wonderful theater experience. Um, it's it's so interesting because awesome. at the end of – as the movie ended, uh, we went out and we were talking about it uh, amongst our group. And um, we were just talking about how uh, they – like Fox had put this in theaters over like Prey, which like I was not hot on Prey. I did not like it. Um, really oh, I fucking love Prey. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought it was and, awesome. <laughs> but I, I think Prey was a movie that would open opening weekend. It would you know make thirty million dollars, and then it would probably steep decline. Um, which I guess that's I don't know. That sounds like that's what's happened on Hulu. Um, but like for me, this is this is something where I, I, I like the word of mouth. I think is I think this is going to make a lot of money purely because people are talking about it, and yeah. I, I, I've seen people nonstop talking about it. And, you know, it made like $10 million, but like, you know, if it's like a $5 million movie or something like that, yeah, hell yeah. you know, it make, makes $20 million in the profit. Like Krieger gets to make his next horror movie, you know, everyone's golden, which uh, I, 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 I can't see a world in which, you know, I, I just want so badly for him to be able to do the next weird thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want him to be like sucked into a franchise or something. It's just like, okay, cool. Like your weird, crazy thing, like made a bunch yeah. of money. So they're like, did you ever used to watch whitest kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. That it. was like yeah. such a staple for us. So I wasn't really surprised that it was as funny as it was. And as weird. I guess that's the thing. I should have been more prepared for how funny it would be. Right. But I think it's like this, you know, Jordan Peele came from sketch comedy as well. And, you know, crushed it in horror. And I, you know, I think a lot of people are making that comparison that Zach Krieger came from kind of a sketch comedy background. And I was like, to me, it makes all the sense in the world. They're the two most important timing genres, right? Like, it's all about that fucking timing of a joke or when the scare happens, right? How do you control yeah. that time within the bit or the scene? So I was like, it makes perfect sense to me that these guys would have this really early grasp on, you know, that feels more advanced than it should. Yeah. And how they lay out these scenes, man. And what I like about this one is how unafraid it is to just fucking go. Because, again, it just kept going in these directions that were really kind of throwing me for the loop in the theater. But then afterwards, I was just glad to see him, right? So, like, when we see Richard Brake, we go back to the 50s, right? Or the 70s, whenever the fuck that's supposed to be, right? When the, the auto industry is collapsing and Detroit's about to, you know, sink. Buckle. Yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, I'm not going nowhere, and he's going to get in fucking tarps and whatever, and we find out he's a fucking criminal, right? In my brain, I was like, why do we need that scene? Just show me the dad, you know, in the fucking dungeon, like that episode of X-Files, home, right? Like, just give me this fucking family nonstop. And then at the end, I was like, did it really bother me that we took, like, five minutes to just kind of fucking throw an extra layer on this? No. Yeah. 
the movie has a couple of those things, right? So, like, when she runs and tries to get the cops and go back. I, I was kind of like, why are we doing this fucking bit with the cops that aren't going to help her? Right? I was trying to figure out why that needed to be a part of the movie. And then at the end, I was like, did that really bother me? No. So, I mean, I think there's no. just stuff like that. So, what do you make of, like, this 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 use? Did you think anything about that cop scene when you saw it? Did you get anything out of that bit? I think all – I mean, I think all of it. And I – Again, I have to hand it to him. I have to hand it to one uh, Zach Kreger, and then I have to also hand it to the production companies and the fact that like this is a wide movie because I actually, for as zany as it is, it's it's way more nuanced and and intelligent than most things of, of this ilk. Uh, purely, I mean, like you're talking about the Richard Richard Brake stuff, like that does not hold your hand, you know. I mean, like obviously he's like taking these women and raping them and impregnating them. You don't see any of that. And I was actually glad we didn't see that. Yeah, that's what I thought was coming. If you're going to do like a VHS, I was stoked we didn't. See. I will say, when you cast Richard Brake, who's such an undervalued, like amazing horror movie guy, yeah, I kind of wanted a little more from him. Right, the just shooting himself in the head actually is one of those things that like I haven't quite digested properly. I thought there was another beat. To come right, and that's something this movie really does. It leaves all these fucking breadcrumbs to more things. So yeah, I don't know if they are leaving it to where like we could easily get a barbarian too, right? And I would definitely go see it. But like yes. when he rings that bell, who fucking comes in, right? The lady's afraid to go in that room, right? Someone else must be bringing him food. The it's homeless like guy bell, talks dude. about the copy of the copy of the copy, right? Yeah. Okay. Where so the here, fuck here are go. all those copies? That was like my no. biggest. When the movie just cuts to black hard, I was fucking legitimately mad. <laughs> and it took me a while to back off and be like, that movie gave me so much goodness. I can't be that upset. But not seeing the other mutants really made me upset. I, I definitely, because he also says the the homeless guy, and we'll get to, I want to get to that again too. He he definitely says, you know, when he pulls her out of there the first time and she's just like in the window and the guy's like, no, no, I know she's down there, which is also hilarious. Mm-hmm. That homeless guy really, who, I need, I don't, I wish I knew the actor's name. I should look that up. Um, He was great. But when he says he's like, you know, that she's not even the worst thing down there. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, shit. I thought Justin Long was going to, like, open a fucking door and there was going to mm-hmm. be, like, a bunch of them. And that, so for me, that when they started climbing the water tower, I yeah. expected them to look back and just see this fucking flood of white naked monstrosities running down the street. Or for them to go get dragged back to the house and we see more of these things down in the. Do- I was so ready for that. And again, he doesn't owe me that, but I was kind of mad because I'm like, you specifically talked about how many other of these things there are. Yeah, I, w- I, I really am sad they did not pay that off. Which I mean, like, look, it's a small, it's a small movie, and like, I get it, I absolutely again, get like, it. Like but you see, in the so moment, much, I'm, I'm so in the, goodness. I'm in the art moment, right? I'm not thinking a budget. I'm, I'm like, this is a movie that's really moving me, and so your hopes go way, way up high. And at the end, I was just like, because I even sat around like it was a fucking Marvel movie. And I was like, for sure, there's going to be a post credit where we see something else like glaring out of there. Nothing. She just fucking saunters back to her car. And it did take me about a half an hour of bitching in the parking lot to come back down. Well, I think (laughs) I think the movie trains you. The movie trains you uh, to just like constantly because the the movie is like constantly one upping itself, which is like so entertaining. I mean, it is. It's like um, it's like when you're having a really good day and you're just keep the day keeps getting better and better, <laughs> and, then, and then the day just kind of ends. And like yeah. you've had an incredible day, but like the day has like 
taught you that every 10 minutes something crazy and great is going to happen. And then when it ends, you know, it's a, it's a little sad because it's over. I, I, I just kept wanting it to go more. I was like, yeah, show yeah. me hundreds of these things. I agree. That could have been a four-hour movie for how I was feeling yeah. in the theater. I was like, just keep dragging me back down there with another Airbnb renter. The thing is, it's the longer <laughs> – it's the it's a it's a like on the longer end of a horror movie too you yeah. know it's like 110 minutes so but going back to what you were saying about the cops like again like it's i think i think like if you like i mean i don't know if i could make something like this at all yeah. i think it would be a mess um so like the, the the finesse that he has as a director to take all of these things like the, like the police scene which I, I like I find myself talking about every scene and, and maybe if not it maybe if it's not like the cleanest screenplay ever, every scene is is done in, in such like a like an entertaining yeah. uh and purposeful way that even if even if on paper these things might look kind of messy, you know, I've I've talked about the cop scene because it's just like, you know, she's like a homeless lady like kicking down the door. She's like, I gotta get yeah. in here, I gotta get in yeah. here. It's so entertaining. And, and, you know, you could cut that, but it's also a great beat that like, you know, while I'm playing Xbox, you know, digesting the movie and talking about it to people, I'm like, oh yeah, I love, she's like, I got to get in this house. I got to get in there. The cop's yeah. like, lady, get the fuck away from the house. Like, yeah. you know? Well, my buddy's like a very liberal guy. So anytime there's a moment with the cop or the sexual assault, he's like, he's like, when we're out in the parking lot, he's like, let's go deep on these societal issues. I'm like. I'm not the guy to do that. Like I'm, I'm talking about what I saw in the movie, right? Like, you know, I'm not nearly educated enough to talk about Detroit and police force and whatever, but the, the most generous read I can have of that scene is that she came there to film this collapsing industry and these people like milking the, the sadness. Right. And then she runs from the homeless guy who's trying to save her life. And then later she's put in that situation. Right. So this, this expectation of who people are, which I think, I would say that the movie pays off in a really shockingly touching way with our finale, right? Where there has to be this empathy bridge, even yes. if, but for a moment, which is really all it is. So I don't know. It's it's one of those scenes when I'm watching and I'm like, get on with it. But then you think back and you're like, all right, I mean, it's, it's doing work that, that I would agree with you. I don't think it's the world's cleanest screenplay, right? Yeah. Like I, I think if someone who's like a more, you know, buy the textbook screenplay, be like, cut that, cut that, streamline this, blah, blah, blah. And I think yeah. there is something about the the freer nature of this that we really cherished, right? So you can't fucking slap it in the face for making weird choices when that's exactly why you're fucking losing your mind in the theater is that yeah. it is just this fucking off the rails experience. I think this is like the anti-J.J. Abrams who like, I think, <laughs> I, well, I think sometimes J.J. Abrams, like he is an extremely talented filmmaker mm-hmm. who he will like, you're, I feel like a lot of times I'm watching his movies and I love them in the moment. And then like, I, because they're so well made, they're really, you know, propulsive. And then the second the movie ends, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then it just completely collapses. This, you know, like you said, I don't know if the screenplay is like the cleanest in the world, but like, it's so... Every, like I said, every moment is entertaining. Every beat is is uh, kind of captivating. So even if it doesn't, like you said, like it doesn't all connect and there's a ton of like loose ends and interesting things, the experience and each individual scene is so strong that I'm just like, it's just, this is just some like weirdo piece of art that yeah. is super fascinating. And again, like the fact that this got a wide theatrical release and is like overperforming at the box office. And, and you know, I would, I 
desperately want to get to it again is like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, you did something yeah. right, which. Well, no, it's, um, it's the it's this weird thing that we as movie fans sometimes forget. Right. Is it it's I mean, there's probably no perfect movie. Like to no. me, it's like Jaws is a perfect movie. Like I've seen that movie 50 times. I don't there's not one frame of that movie I don't like. Right. Fine. I'm sure someone doesn't agree with me. There are no fucking perfect movies. And so you're like, all right, every movie has flaws or scenes that don't work or whatever. But how many scenes will you like take with you for the rest of your days? And I'm like, this movie has like three or five scenes. I feel like I will bring up for the rest of my life. Most of the shit I watch today, I feel like is in and out and like almost no retention, right? For like a vast majority of things I watch. This isn't that. And so I think a lot of times as film goers, we're, we're so cynical. And I think it's like the YouTube generation or whatever, right? We're all trained to like, that's wrong. I can feel smart if I say that's wrong. And it's like, there's no right or wrong to any of this shit. There's no fucking also, saves the cats or whatever. Like, it's all just fucking theories, right? Yeah. Did this movie fucking rock your face in the theater? Absolutely. So it's also like, for what it is. so like, like, like well-made. I uh, mm-hmm. just want to give like a little bit of love to both the um the composer and and a Drubik or I'm gonna but I'm gonna butcher everybody's name. <laughs> I am the, so the uh naked yeah. white lady in the basement of name murdering, so <laughs> yeah. I won't even yeah. try. <laughs> and and a Drubrick her score yeah. and, and then Zach Zach Cooperstein, I think, who's the Well done. The the I think that don't call me. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, <laughs> Cooperstein, yeah, he's a cinematographer. Like yeah. the movie is like so like beautifully composed and it like genuinely is like doing things visually that I haven't seen, you know, some of those like wide, wide, wide angle, like POV shots where like, you know, like zooms in on the gun and Justin Long. Yeah, and dude, Justin it had like a, a fucking and... uh, dead or alive fucking <laughs> just fucking yeah. whipping around. That was pretty cool. I love that shit, too. <laughs> it's great. And, you know, he I read a little bit about that and he talked about being inspired by Evil Dead. And I was like, no, I can see that. And I mm-hmm. see in a way that doesn't feel like he's just like ripping on Raimi. Like it's it's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't just feel like a copy. I felt like there was like yeah. a, like the actual purpose for it. To That's be another J.J. Like. Abrams parallel where it's like it feels like he's doing Spielberg karaoke sometimes. Yeah. Right. And this movie, it clearly is paying homage to like a different era of these kind of wild you know, horror movies that were so unpredictable, right? Like, imagine being a person who got to see Evil Dead in, like, its very first year of being out, right? How fucking strange that movie must have appeared when it burst on the scene. Um, This one feels like it was inspired by, but not grifted from, if that makes sense, right? And I know all filmmaking is kind of, you know, riffing on things you saw in other movies and kind of re-congealing it into something different. But this one, yeah, it felt like its own its own animal, right? Well, I see all these elements of other movies I like. It felt very original, this, right? There's just, like, one element that I, I love, and I love when movies do this, where, like, there's, like, a very spooky score for the entire, like, mm-hmm. first part of that movie. But, like, you know, it's a kind of a stock horror movie score. But then the second she goes into the basement for the first time, the, like, synth score starts, which I just – I always, like – it makes my skin – kind of like you crawl and i'm like okay here we go and it's like the movie like it's like the movie telling you you can have fun um which like those hard nipples like that lady in the basement yeah 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 uh this movie reminded me so much of tusk it it really is like kind of cut it feels cut from the same cloth as tusk not just because justin long's in it but just like wild like just really bizarre (laughs) 
Right. It, it has the same experience watching it. It's just in this one, the the craft is so much better, more mature than Tusk. I would say Tusk yeah. has like shockingly great performances. I think. Yeah. Uh, like Michael oh, yeah. Parks is fucking awesome. So you're like Tusk is awesome for what it is, but this is like that same kind of like weird midnight movie. But the fucking craft of this movie is is so such a step above of what a lot of these movies end up as, right? I like, you get a I lot like of these Tusk. movies like this now where oh I fucking love Tusk too. Um, but you get this thing where it's like running out, and you see all these movies now where they're doing like these like Glorious just came out on Shutter, right? The Glory Hole movie. There's so yep. many like strange ideas that are creeping through, but so few of them have the the fucking hefts of production that this one feels like. Yeah. Even though it's not always, you know, necessarily a dramatically bigger movie than a lot of these other ones that I watch, but you you just feel so and I think that's why it, when I left the theater I had that initial action uh reaction of kind of being mad that it didn't go even higher cuz I was so captivated. And I was like, yeah. you're making such a fucking great movie. And yeah, it's that it's that unwinnable battle. You make such a great movie. Like, of course, we're going to be sad when it's over. So, yeah, man, I, I mean, it's it's just fucking it's it's got some uh, amazing. Elements. I was really stoked, too, that like. Like the movie at no point where like characters like bathed in neon. And I say that as someone who like <laughs> the, the move the You're movie. Not in made, for the neon essence. <laughs> no, no, I'm so over I'm so fucking over it. And and <laughs> yeah. Which is so it, and you know what? No, fuck fuck it. Like we I got in I got into that w- before the glut. Oh, you're a neon like, hipster, is what you are. I was there before. Yes. It was cool. <laughs> it's like they, it's like in the last like four years, like yeah. people just discovered like colored lights, and and so just everything Amen. is just colored. Like, what are those? What are it's, those a, fucking... it's a good trick for low budget people that you know the lighting might be shoddy. Yeah, just fucking flood, man. <laughs> like, flow some fucking. What are, what are those Al- Alteras? The yeah, right. I'm pretty forgiving yeah. on shit like that, man. The thing that the thing I hate is the only thing that really will get me to turn a movie off fast is if you're just like everyone just feels bored, right? Like you can feel the boredom of the people making the movie through the screen. Sometimes yeah. that's the shit I can't tolerate. Yeah, I, I agree. You kind of got to get zany with it. And yeah, I gotta, and that's, I gotta... this one you feel like you're watching like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, like fucking cranking all his fucking smoke machines and fire show. You know, like well, you're at a Kiss it's concert. Just... It's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> there's real like 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 weirdo movies coming out like resurrection like you should watch that resurrection is like a weirdo that is movie definitely where on it's just, my list yeah where they just like they let it like get like crazy so the audience is like what the fuck am i watching yeah i gotta i gotta come back i gotta come back to well, in a world seconds. that's flooded with content that's the way to do it right fucking don't let yeah. them look away <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta come back to tusk for one second and just like okay. so like the, i saw tusk when i first moved to la like I was like, uh, so when I like first moved to LA, I was like 17, I think. And um, I mean, it was like Babe Pig in the City, dude. I was just like running wild. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, so like the prospect of like movie tie in weed was like very foreign to me. And when Tusk came out, they had uh, they had two. They had like an Indica and a Sativa. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. I, and I have the cases still in my closet. Like, but like it was a Mr. It was Mr. Tusk and Walrus, yes. Yeah. And I bought like an obscene amount of it. And my me and my girlfriend at the time, we like were in the at the Burbank sixteen, and we like 
parked in that like ever expanding parking garage and just like hotbox my car until we were basically like you know yeah. essentially rain man um <laughs> i was so you're seeing high. the numbers fly around you're like jesus h <laughs> yeah and like so we're watching tusk and just like i mean it's a fucking crazy ass movie as is and like midway through the movie like someone behind us starts going like and like it's really trippy and then like this woman starts screaming and uh, the lights come on and like the guy was having a stroke jesus christ and you were stoned watching this yeah oh yeah yeah so i'm stoned and they like the amc employees like teenagers like make everybody stay in the theater and they bring like paramedics like put this guy on like like a board and like pull him out and then they like give everyone a free pass and just start the movie again but the whole time i'm just sitting there like 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 you know just so like probably the most stoned i've ever been just like petrified so yeah like i have a, i have a i have a soft spot for tusk because it yeah. uh is a wild <laughs> fuck yeah dude no uh all right we gotta get back so we haven't talked about the real rap right where she gets out smashes her car into this lady yeah and then the homeless guy offers shelter right so i guess on a twofold years. right why the fuck does she want to go back for Justin Long? And two, start start us off with this. We get to the homeless guy's abode, right? And he's kind of laying out the the backstory of what happened here. Why the fuck did she want to go back to get Justin Long? Because I think I think honestly, I mean, she went to go back to get Keith too. I think uh, knowing that like. And, and, you know, this is just my read on it. One, I think she's a good person. Uh, yeah. And two, I think that knowing that Keith wasn't actually, like, bad, like, Keith was actually, like, a good person, leads her to believe that Justin Long is actually a good person. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this thing in the basement is, like, butchering all of these good people that need savings. So, you know, yeah. she's, she's a heroine, you know. So. Well, that's another good reason for the cop scene, right? It's like, well, no one else is going to fucking do shit, and I'm sick of that. Yeah. Um, so I love the fucking scene with, with the homeless gentleman as well. I thought he was just fucking great laying it out. And he's like, she ain't never come in here. And she fucking, when she bust through that wall, that was just fucking righteous, dude. I was actually a little sad. He got, got, I kind of assumed it was coming, but I, I was sad when the arm got ripped off and he was all fucking dead. <laughs> it's again, I'm going back to the screenplay. It's just like, it's such like an intelligent, with like giving the like most crucial amount of exposition like what this thing is to like and like homeless person who's yeah. like presumably in, kind of insane yeah so also he gets like to 90 sort of, minutes into the movie <laughs> yeah it's like just being like oh yeah yeah that's as if as if it's the most normal thing in the world just like yeah. the copy of a copy of a copy and that's what comes out and you know it's just like also you're like how okay, the fuck cool. do you know all this like so how who all knows all these secrets although he does say it comes out at night and clearly someone's going out and scavenging stuff. So, yeah, it's like, God, he's been living this, like, fucking quiet place life. Hiding from these fucking creatures. Which is just, uh, like, a person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's not a fucking person. Whatever the fuck that thing is. It's a person. It's just, like, a person who's been, like... I actually thought it was going to get weirder at the end. Because I'm like, that's not a person. She's like fucking lifting Justin Long way up off the ground in front of her body like she's fucking Darth Vader. I was like, that's a level of barbaric strength. I guess I still don't know why it's called barbarian, I guess. Uh, I was like, maybe that's it. The barbaric yelp of these ladies, right? Like, we want freedom. Uh, 
you know, maybe the dad was the barbarian. I don't fucking know. I never figured that out either. But I was like, she's like insanely, shockingly strong and has like these fucking gnarled fingers. I actually thought we were going to get to something where Richard Brake had like made some kind of deal with the devil when Detroit was crumbling. So I, that's how weird this movie is, is I was writing other like weirder endings to this movie in my mind. I'm like, I don't even know what they'll do. I have no idea. (laughs) But yeah, uh, the other scene that the people in the theater just absolutely lost their shit for was Justin Long talking himself into why he had to throw her off the roof. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I was like, that is about as strong of a choice I've seen in a movie in a long time. That fucking shit. Oh my God. That was so fucking funny. It's horrible. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. I thought it was it's fucking ho- funny. No, it's hilarious. It's, but it's- then the scene, dude, you should have heard these fucking teenagers in the row behind me when that fucking monstrosity leaps off the building after her. <laughs> and the angle they got was so fucking funny. Dude, people were losing their shit in the theater. Uh, that was a grand slam moment for sure. What did you make of all that? <laughs> I, I, I think like I, going back to all these different tones and like the first act is like the traditional horror movie that you went for, but by the end you're having so much fun that it's just like, all right, yeah, like, and and it almost goes into parody in a way that, like, it feel. I mean, it, for me, it feels very intentional, but it is. It just gets so crazy. It starts being, you know, they're like running around in the running around in the streets, and you know, it kind of feels like, like kind of like aliens. You know, they're like, you gotta hide in here, like because it's expanded outside of that house. You know, yeah. this homeless guy. And, <laughs> Yeah, but like it, it is. It's just so wacky, and like I, I, I don't, I, I inexplicable. I, I don't know. Like I don't know how to like describe it because it's just bizarre. Uh, and I, you know, I mean, I, I desperately yeah. want to get back to the theater to see it again. It's very um, rare that you don't outrun a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where because yeah. usually by the time the first act ends, in most movies I watch, you're like, all right, I pretty much see like the steps of where we're going. And it can yeah. still be really rewarding to watch, but it's so fucking rare that a movie really leaves me like confounded. And by a yes. hundred minutes into the movie, you're like, I have no fucking idea what I'm about to see. Um, I also, I forgot. I fucking died laughing too. And he goes, Oh good. You're alive. I'm saving you. And he started picking her up because <laughs> the, the monstrosity caught her and landed on her back and presumably saved her life. And when Justin Long picks her up, he's like, I'm saving you now. <laughs> so sorry. I fucking was losing my shit. I, oh, you know, I was busting out when he's like on top of the water tower and he's just like, but I can live. And he just yeah. grabs her by the hair and throws her off. Just the such a piece. Of, yeah. You're like, if you had any illusions, because he had just done this thing, like, I don't know if I'm a good person, man, but maybe I can do a good thing. Right. And you're like, <laughs> oh, he's like trying to get a redemption. I'm like, that's going to be hard to pull when we know he's a rapist for the audience but he's gonna try to be heroic and then immediately just fucking slides into another character and throws you can tell though when he's like running up the stairs yeah and he's like he's like come on and then just like leaving her so rapidly yeah we forgot to even mention that he fucking shoots her yeah so he fucking shoots her which makes all of this even more uh arduous for her To to be fair though, like mm-hmm. I didn't read I didn't read him shooting her as him being like a bad person. Like I definitely no like, no no no. He but, shot her out of fear, but yeah. he did also shoot her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, that's not your fault. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. But I was like, just another fucking check. Also, like once you shoot her, 
you should be a little bit more beholden to helping her run up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought you. They, I thought they were just going to kill her. I thought they were just going to kill her at that. Boom, done. And then Justin Long was going to be the last one in the tunnel. I, which I, I immediately thought the same thing, man. I, I thought that's where we're going. Fuck. Obviously, the monst- monstrosity fucking wakes up and fucking squishes his head in. You know, classic old fucking, like, it looks like oatmeal fucking, or uh, not even oatmeal. What was that shit my dad used to, fucking instant grits or whatever it was called? Yeah. My dad used to eat this nasty shit that would come in a fucking slot bowl every morning. And that's what it looks like pouring out of the eyeballs, right? And then we get this this shockingly endearing moment. I That is probably of all the things in the movie that shocked me. I think I was least prepared for that little emotionality but, in that but. final moment, right? Yeah, that yeah. of mice and men moment, right? Where she's checking on her baby to see if she's okay. And she's not mauling her and not attacking her. And even when she puts the gun to that fucking thing's head, she doesn't fucking react violently. She's just a concerned mother who, and this is the other thing. We don't know how far down the road is, right? Is this like a granddaughter of Richard Brake? Is this a great granddaughter? How many kids has she had to have against her will? Like we, we never really got into like how the fucking tribal structure of this fucking underground rapist ring goes. So maybe she had a baby and lost it, right? We don't we don't know, but her trying to protect this girl after we've seen her violently murder other like three other people, I couldn't believe that they actually got me though. Like I was fully emotionally invested in that moment. <laughs> I think because the movie is that like for all of the movie is like goofy and 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 zany, like it also is pretty sincere. Like it doesn't yeah. it's not like well that you know, I, I keep seeing people talk about marvel movies and the whole like well that just happened but like no i mean the movie everything everything that happens is sincere it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's like actually funny you know yeah and and so i i really think that you know for me it was like it's like a yeah it's like a perfect theatrical experience it's scary it's funny it's it's, just wonderful sincere it's bizarre it's yeah it's great literally yeah after i kind of settled it in my mind the only thing that i don't think i'll ever get over is wanting to see what was worse than her in the basement my friend made yeah. the point it could have been her dad. That's what I thought. That's kind of what and I, I was like. That that makes perfect sense as well. But I was like, where did these other? That's the one thing I was like. I still feel the the pain of that. And again, I don't take that as a critique of the movie. It's just I literally just didn't want Barbarian to stop. I just wanted to keep being in that world. Um. Yeah. So all of my gripes I had, I feel like I've absorbed. And the only one that I came away with is like, fuck, I just want Barbarian too. And I'm with you. I'm like, I don't want him to get snapped up into some, I mean, you know, it's a job and a life. If he wants to go make a fucking, you know, $100 million or whatever and get his payday, great. But I just, it's, I just don't think you find enough movies like this that are so outside of the boundary, it feels like. And to yeah. lose a guy who made that movie to just kind of these more generic studio fairs. Even assuming he could probably bring his his you know considerable talents to make those movies more interesting as well, I just kind of want to just keep getting you know like how Sam Raimi you talked about him had his Evil Dead trilogy. I want like the Barbarian trilogy, right? You know, I don't I even mean? know if I want sequels to this. No, I just not, want, not like, Barbarian, I just want... but I want movies like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep fucking yeah. making this Barbarian style universe of these fucking insane horror movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I I fucking loved it. I I was honestly really. It took me a while to fully digest. That's the other thing too. 
it took me so long to fucking sit with this movie. So we talked in the parking lot and everyone's like, well, we actually got to go home. So I just sat on my couch in the dark, just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm having like this intense inner monologue, like screaming at myself. What the fuck was that? Did you like that? I don't know what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, There's so many memorable <laughs> moments. Like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. Cause I, I, cause I drove to see this. We had to drive back and like, yeah. really like it, there wasn't a lot of discourse about the movie. Mm -hmm. Cause like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think the movie has as much on its mind as like, you know, but no. like what was, but everyone just was quoting it and being like, God, ah, and then this scene and then this scene, because yeah. like every, everything was entertaining and it was always doing something that I've really never seen. It's not that I've never seen it before. It's just like, like everything is just so well executed. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've barely even talked about like, you know, the acting and stuff like Bill Skarsgård, like he's so good in this awesome. movie and, and he, he's so creepy and, and so, you want to know body. the choice they made that I was like, they're telling us right now this is an unsafe guy. He plugged yeah, his toothbrush in on the bathroom floor. Yeah, of an Airbnb. I was like, only a fucking monster would do that. And so I was like, that's a great little visual cue. Come to find out he was probably just a nice guy, right? He could have yeah. also been a bad guy. We don't know. <laughs> but when I saw that toothbrush on the floor, I'm like, that guy cannot be trusted. What's I love Even the, the thing where the he's wine. like, I waited to open the wine so that you would know I didn't drug you. I was like, what i was like don't fucking <laughs> drink that wine what are you doing like, i'll go out and get your stuff because i have a raincoat and you don't it's just like he just embodies like the nice guy yeah. like so so well and and you kind of still is of... terrifying yes his eyes dude he, he's got crazy yeah. ass eyes he, 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 he does it's that your thing face. Where it's something like... about your face i can't <laughs> well he can make himself go wall-eyed which was like like a lot of like pennywise going wall-eyed in it was he just can do that yeah and he was doing it a little bit like he would just be talking to her and his eyes were going wide and and the person i was with turned to me and he's like is that the clown from it and i was like it is like, <laughs> i've seen that fucking horrifying face before yeah those eyes yeah <laughs> but like you're like immediately like oh shit this guy's up to no good yeah but it just yeah 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 it really like what a, what a, it's it's a strange cast too like yeah. you just look at the cast like it's like what what is going on with this it, and it is it's, it's it's yeah. a, this is like a relic like even even more so I, I i see a lot of people talk about like malignant as like a cult classic movie but i genuinely believe that this one will like be a cult classic movie because uh, there's just really yeah. nothing like it i don't think that you always need to like have movies fight like they're pokemon but to me this one achieves so much more for me than malignant yeah. did malignant was just like a pretty by the book movie i felt like and then like oh weird like last little bit this one was like a really unique experience to watch i felt like right and i've seen yeah. other you know i mean you've seen like i i've seen all manner of weird fucking movies in the theater right uh and had those experiences but this is like right up there with like that you know antichrist and all these other fucking like weird like visceral heart you know heart pounding experiences in the theater and yeah man i, I think it's one of those like this is like a for real you know if they still do midnight movies you know this is going to be like the king of that for the next couple years. I feel like. Yeah. Just real, like real, like weirdo shit. Like just <laughs> very, just, <laughs> just like it's every, yeah. This, I, I, I just can never get over the moment where they're in the, in the, the pit and she just goes, she wants you to be her baby. And then you just yeah. like look up and then there's the, the bottle. coming down. <laughs> that, and it has her fucking hairs ripped, like all wrapped all around the fucking yeah. nipple. 
because uh, at that point you're just like you're just like what am i wa- like what am i watching right now i'm watching a, like a, a a wide release like 20th or i guess 20th century studios movie yeah. like you know i'm used to seeing that like this for me this is like in 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 less capable hands would be like a, you know a shutter movie of the week yeah i mean that's the like that moment right is a really fun one to think about it's kind of the the like microcosm of the whole movie where you're like are we about to just get into this weird sexual deviant movie like you literally never knew where the fuck it was going which i did i, I will cherish this movie going experience uh for a long long time for sure man uh well that's also- it oh sorry go ahead Sorry. That's not before it. you leave yeah it's also <laughs> produced like an incredible amount of like poster art which like they yes. keep popping up and i'm like yes. these i love i've been, I've been I love- seeing those on your stories yeah yeah just <laughs> i just want i want everyone i know to watch this movie and be horrified yeah. but like i love when movies that are like iconic enough that they can just it just feels like the the artist community just continues to produce art for yeah. them when you inspire remember- other artists man that's always yeah, a fucking wonderful thing. That's how, yeah, you, that's how sure. you know you got a winner. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, well, that is it now. <laughs> go look up this awesome art. Make sure you go see Barbarian. If you've listened this far, I'm assuming you probably saw it and also loved it. Uh, thanks, man, for coming on. You might hear yeah, Josh coming up soon on the October Mega Marathon. We've been bandying about some options for that. Uh, make sure you go watch Josh's film, I Trapped the Devil. Where is that? What is that playing on right now? You can buy it. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> <laughs> You don't you don't just fucking track your own your own movie no. like it's a lost child? It was on Hulu, but I don't think it is anymore. Uh, I keep, you know what? I think people... it I think it's on the IFC channel that I have on my Amazon. Yeah. IFC Unlimited, I think, has it. But yeah. I don't I don't have any streaming services, so I have no idea. (laughs) The best way to watch it is go buy I Trap the Devil. You can thank us later. Thank Uh, you. We we talked about that way back in the back catalog. So, guys, be prepared for the October Mega Marathon. Uh, You know, ratings, reviews, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, And we will see you back later this week with another one of Alex's birthday movies. So, thanks again, Josh. Thanks, guys. I will see you October. (laughs) That's right. Bye, guys.